Climate change, public health, economic shifts, and social inequality. We face grand challenges in these areas and more. Join us on Access to Excellence, the podcast where George Mason University's thought leaders explore global issues and the paths forward. Podcast.gmu.edu. USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hello, this is Wayne Allen Root, relentless conservative warrior, middle-class warrior, and always Trump warrior. I have a message for my fellow patriots across America. President Trump is making America great again. He's the only president in my lifetime who is keeping his promises, and his biggest promise is to build that wall. President Trump can only do it with our help. If Congress won't fund Trump's wall, we will. President Trump is one man against the world, and what globalists and socialists around the world want is clear, open borders. It's time to take a stand. We either build the wall, or it's the end of the greatest nation in world history ever blessed by God. That's why I founded the Root for the Wall Pack. 63 million Trump voters together will raise the money President Trump needs for the wall. Anyone who donates $100 or more will get a beautiful commemorative wall brick. Display it proudly. Call 844-ROOT-WALL. That's toll free, 844-ROOT-WALL. Or go to rootwall.com. We will build this wall together. Call 844-ROOT-WALL or go to rootwall.com. Root for the Wall Pack. Pay for it. It's responsible for the content of this message. Not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. Rootwall.com. To the impeachment inquiry now, Democrats issuing subpoenas for documents to the Office of Management and Budget and to the Pentagon. We won on the Mueller scam. That was a whole big deal that lasted for two and a half years. We had a few days of peace, and then all of a sudden they came up with this one. But I guess it's just part of my life. At the White House, President Trump calls the proceedings a scam. This is a scam by the Democrats to try and win an election that they're not going to win in 2020. And the president says he's confident the American people and those who voted for him back in 2016 see right through this charade. Here's the president. The people understand it's a scam. They're trying to win an election in 2020 by using impeachment. If you look at that call, it's a perfect call. It's congenial. There was no pressure. And it's been a year since Brett Kavanaugh confirmed those still upset over it protesting outside the Supreme Court and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's house. This is USA Radio News. Captain. What? There's something big ahead. There's eggs, bacon, pancakes, French toast, some sort of breakfast. That's no breakfast. That's a breakfast from IHOP. What's our course, Captain? Head straight for it. Captain's got an empty tum-tum. Ding-dong. Breakfasts. Order online and save five bucks. Hey shoppers, the businesses here on the Radio Shopping Show have shown you love with great deals they offer. Return that love by returning to our businesses without a certificate. They will appreciate it and so does AM1400 KSHP. Keep the receipt from any active Radio Shopping Show business. Write your name and shopper number on the receipt, bring that receipt to KSHP and drop it in our bowl. KSHP will draw receipts monthly for fantastic prizes. So get in on the winning by supporting the businesses that support AM1400 KSHP. My financial advisor talked me into getting a financial plan. I don't even want to tell you what I paid. So now I've got this huge report with pie charts, columns, and graphs that boil down to one thing. Now my advisor has more to sell me. Paying for a financial plan is just the beginning. After that, some of the advisors use their products to sell you packaged investments, products that could profit advisors at the expense of your future gains. Why buy a complicated financial plan? What you need is sound advice. At Whelan Financial, we invest directly into high-quality stocks and bonds. 
not in packaged investment products. This traditional approach has served our clients well for two generations. Let's talk about how Wayland Financial can work for you. Call 702-878-3900 for a free consultation or visit waylandfinancial.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Investments may fluctuate in value, including loss of principal. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. Sports fans, you know the sports news. In a minute, you're going to hear the sports angle with your host, Rocco Kelly, on KSHP, 1400 AM in Las Vegas. For streaming options, go to KSHP.com. Now, turn up the volume and listen to Rocco Kelly and the sports angle. On KSHP 1400. Welcome to the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. We are here on twitch.tv, amp underscore TV, KSHP 1400 AM in Las Vegas. Listen to the show on iHeartRadio and Spotify. Go to our website, thesportsangle.com, to listen to the show live, pick up some swag, and get information on our past and future guests. The Oakland Athletics. They made it to the playoffs. They got beat by the Tampa Bay Rays. It's unfortunate they didn't make it to the ALDS. However, the Oakland Athletics could be Las Vegas bound as Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manford has threatened to move the team if the Oakland City Council does not drop their lawsuit against the ball club. The city of Oakland have have embroiled in a lawsuit over the ownership of the Athletics Ballpark. Now Manfred, he has stepped in and he has added a bit of weight to this situation. If the Athletics make the move to Las Vegas, that means it would be the second professional sports franchise from Oakland to flee to the desert and make it the Vegas professional team from Oakland to Las Vegas. <laughs> After all, the Oakland Raiders are leaving for Las Vegas in 2020. This threat with the Oakland Athletics comes years of hostility between the Oakland Athletics and the city as the Ball club attempts to build a ballpark that can compete with the modern stadiums of this time. Don't forget that the Oakland Athletic Stadium they're using was built in 1966. For anybody who knows how to do math, that is over 50 years ago. 
It's understandable why the Athletics want a new ballpark. Every single year, you'll see these websites create a list. And I'm not going to go through this list because I ain't got time. But I'm not. But this list always talks about the best ballparks in MLB. They will rank them. And every single year, the Oakland Coliseum, or I'm sorry, the Ring Central Coliseum now. I believe that's what it's called. It's always ranked either last or second to last in terms of MLB stadiums year after year. This ballpark still uses bullpens that are on that are in the uh, field of play. They are towards the the baselines. It is time to get rid of the Oakland Coliseum. It's over 50 years old. The fans clearly don't like it. Snur has been former athletic ball players who have spoken out against playing at the Oakland Coliseum. And up till this year, Oakland Athletics and the Oakland Raiders have played at the same time year after year sharing the stadium. Now, back in the 60s and 70s, that was fine. That was fine. All right, you had MLB teams, NFL teams share stadiums back then. But it's 2019. There shouldn't be a use for that. If you want to call in and give us your thoughts on the air, 702-221-7283. 702 702- Two two one seven two eight three. Now, caller, would you like to identify yourself? Hello, this is Jimmy Bernstein. I'm from across the street. I just wanted to let you know I dropped off your trousers at the front door. I hope you don't mind. Is that all right? Uh, well, thank you very much, Jimmy, and uh, have a nice day. Thanks, you too, Billy. Well, yes, well, this is live radio, folks. You never know who's going to call in, and more importantly, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> now, let's get back to our sports conversation. With the Oakland Athletics being on the move to Las Vegas, it's a potential. But why would Rob Mans- Manfred threaten to move the team? What would be his reasoning for it? I don't think the Athletics will be on the move anytime soon. Now, the dialogue from Manfred about the relocation, in my mind, is just a part of baseball's playbook to pressure a city. To more importantly, pressure the city council of Oakland to get them a brand new stadium at all costs. There have been the designs and the proposals for the new stadium in Oakland, and it looks nice. The designs look amazing. And if that new stadium gets built in Oakland, yeah, it will definitely be up to date with the modern stadiums in MLB. It would be right right among the coastline. Right, you have the water right next to the stadium. It would look great for Oakland. But I believe that the Oakland Athletics are not moving. And it's just Rob Manford pressuring the city council of Oakland to 
get the job done at all at any cost whatsoever to keep Oakland happy and more importantly to keep MLB happy because the Oakland Athletics getting a brand new stadium would be best for business for MLB and look it's it's all about leverage isn't that what business is all about using leverage the MLB is trying to use leverage against Oakland saying hey if you don't get us a brand new stadium We'll do to you what the NFL did to the Raiders. We will ship them across, and we will have them play in Las Vegas. And Oakland, what would you do in that situation? If this scenario does occur where you lose the Raiders and you lose the Athletics, within the span of, let's just say, four years, to be generous, In a span of four years, to lose your NFL team, to lose your MLB team, and also, don't forget, the Oracle Arena is no longer going to be in use because the Golden State Warriors have moved from Oakland to the brand new Chase Center in San Francisco. So you don't even have a basketball team anymore in your city. It's a very reasonable possibility that the city of Oakland could not have any professional sports teams in their immediate future. But Oakland City Council, if they don't do it, if they do not bend their knee and do exactly what MLB wants them to, then they will move to Vegas. But I believe that Oakland is not idiotic. I don't think they're going to let every single sports team leave their city. Yolkan Athletics is going to be their final chance of keeping an Emma, uh, a professional sports team in Oakland, and they are going to try to keep it at all costs. So that is why my angle on this is that, yes, the Oakland Athletics could be Las Vegas bound, but the Oakland City Council well, they are getting the pressure from MLB. They're hearing the threats. They are hearing what MLB is telling them. And they are going to do everything in their power to keep the Oakland Athletics in their city by getting them that stadium that has been in design. All right, the proposed stadium for the Oakland Athletics, it's going to be done. It's going to be a done deal. And within the next four or five years, you're going to see a brand new stadium in Oakland. We are going to take a commercial break here on The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Follow me at Rocco Kelly Radio, and we will be back after this. Do you have any questions about legal issues? Today tastes like heading out the door and driving into town. It tastes like grabbing snacks and a Coke and singing as loud as you can. Today tastes like anything could happen. And it never tasted this good. Summer tastes better with Coca-Cola. Wherever you're going this week, don't forget to grab an ice-cold, refreshing Coca-Cola from 7-Eleven. Have you ever been stopped by a police officer and issued a ticket that you're scared to deal with? 
Have you ever been in trouble with the law and don't know what to do? Do you have a will or power of attorney question? Is your home being foreclosed upon and you don't know where to turn? Maybe you were given a contract that you don't understand. For freedom and a worry-free solution, call for Legal Shield today at 213-245-1305. It's that simple. You will have access to high-quality law firms that will fight for you for less than a dollar a day. Peace of mind is just a call away. That's for Legal Shield. Call 213-245-1305 or visit us at nocourt.us. It's justice for all and not justice for some. So, you want to be in show business. Do people tell you that you're really funny, you have a great personality, and you should have your own talk show? Many of us have been told that, but we don't know how to get started. It's easier than you think. Let the pros at Cali Vegas give you a free talent evaluation. Call 949-445-1119 and learn how quickly you can create, produce, and host your very own talk show. Imagine not having to sit in traffic every day, commuting back and forth to the same old boring job. Get started in television or radio today with your free talent evaluation from Cali Vegas. Call 949-445-1119 or visit them online at calivegas.com. Make your dream come true today and create your new career and learn how to become a television or radio star with the help of Cali Vegas. 949-445-1119. Call now. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you start up with capital, business strategy, sales, and marketing, and establish your company with a physical location or an online presence on the Internet. You decide. You bring the idea. Then American Business Trust can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's abtrustco.com. Or call them at 657-600-1876. That's American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They'll help your business right away. That's American Business Trust Company. Online at abtrustco.com. American Business Trust Company. Welcome back to The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get back into it. Mookie Betts. The possibility of him getting traded from the Boston Red Sox. The possibility that within the next season, if for the opening day, Mookie Betts could be in another uniform that is not the Boston Red Sox. All right, the 2020 Red Sox roster. The the reason I'm bringing this up is that the Red Sox intention, 
to get their payroll under $208 million in the luxury tax is their current goal this offseason. The Red Sox are not going to be in fire sale mode, despite them not making the playoffs and need to make certain changes, for example, upgrading their bullpen, which was very lackluster this year. This club is going to have to trim salary. And they could achieve this in certain areas. For example, they could do some trades and get rid of role players who have big contracts. Or, for example, if there is a starter like J.D. Martinez, he could opt out of his contract before fully exploring the idea of trading Mookie Betts. But let's just say for argument's sake that the Red Sox do the unthinkable and they trade the former American League MVP... This offseason. I want to call in 702-221-7283. And caller, what would you like to discuss? Uh, hey, Rocco. This is Deshaun. I have a question about the Bulgarian split squats and the Oakland Athletics. It smells like beans and kettle beans and Conzo Ball's ball sack. Can you speak up a little bit louder? It's hard to hear you. Um, I live in Oakland, and it smells like beans, kettle beans, and Conzo Ball's ball Let's get back to what we're talking about here. Now, obviously the Red Sox are going to try everything possible to not get rid of Mookie Betts. However, their firm intent should be to trim the roster. It's their goal to get rid of as much salary as possible. And for a Red Sox organization, if you're looking for a creative way to shed salary, to reload your minor league system. Trading bets before his final year of team control is an option that should be on the table. It's not going to be taken lightly to getting rid of Mookie Betts. I'm not going to get into his statistics because the statistics are going to sound great. They're great on paper. His salary... Okay, he's going to be projecting to earning around $27 million for this upcoming season. And if he does get his bonus, which was winning a gold glove, his salary could be increased. Just keep that in mind. Now, now several teams may balk at committing that much money to a single player. $27 million for the 20. 20 season. Plus, a team that is going to trade for Mookie Betts will have to be expecting to have him for one season at the most unless he decides to re-sign with them long term. But that is not a guarantee wherever he goes. Now, he could do what Paul Goldschmidt did, which was sign an extension with a new team 
than getting a crack at the open market. That's what Goldschmidt did when he went from the Diamondbacks to the Cardinals. Mookie Betts could do the same thing. And I'm going to keep going here. Now, with only one year left on his offer, the Red Sox doing the trading their outfielder won't solve all their problems. Yes, they are going to shed salary, and that is exactly what they want to do. Now, here's a scenario that the Red Sox have done before, and it's a very good possibility that they could do it again. Seven years ago, they made this blockbuster legendary trade with the Los Angeles Dodgers, where they took two expensive and very and very um lucrative contracts and Adrian Gonzalez and Carl Crawford and they shipped them to the Los Angeles Dodgers and in return shedded millions of dollars on their salary off their books with this trade. The biggest problem with if the Boston Red Sox wanted to pull off this trade, like they did with Adrian Gonzalez and Carl Crawford, is that unless somehow they can find a team that is gullible enough to take J.D. Martinez and Mookie Betts, because this is what the trade would want, if the Red Sox really want to shed that much salary, including Martinez and Betts, makes a lot makes a logical sense. However, finding a team that would be able to do it is unlikely. Because the long-term appeal of keeping Mookie Betts or J.D. Martinez for the long-term future is uncertain. So a team would not want to pull this off. Where the Adrian Gonzalez trade, he had four years left on his contract when the Boston Red Sox shipped him to L.A. So there was certainty there. General managers have gotten smarter now. All right, we're no longer in the era of a decade, a decade and a half ago, where teams would clear out their farm system for one year of a superstar. All right, general managers are not going to do that now with Mookie Betts. However, I'm going to keep bringing up the Paul Goldschmidt trade because that is, was the off-season blockbuster from last year and it has certain similarities to what Mookie Betts' trade would be. The Diamondbacks, what they received in the Goldschmidt trade was a young starter, a young everyday catcher, a competitive balance pick, and a infield prospect. Now, if this trade did happen with the Boston Red Sox, this is very similar to what they would want in return. They would want a young pitcher. They would want a very young and reliable infielder. And based on the Red Sox having to swap out catchers every once in a while, if they could get a reliable everyday starter, they would probably want that as well. And getting a competitive balance pick in return would be great for the Boston Red Sox looking into the future. So who would be a team that would be willing to bite on Mookie Betts? Now, Carl, would you like... 
Nicole, would you like to identify yourself? This is Sal from the Sports Circus. Sal from the Sports Circus. How you doing? How about a round of applause? (laughs) (laughs) Where's the round of applause? You're killing me. Round of applause is right here. There it is. There it is. All right, that's the Kung Fu applause. (laughs) A little bit delayed, but it got there. It's the Kung Fu one, like a Kung Fu movie. You know how they speak, and then about 30 seconds later, then the words come out? Exactly. (laughs) That's the Kung Fu applause. So, look, you had made a comment about the Goldschmidt deal. Let me tell you something. Goldschmidt was set to go a year ago. Right. And I'm talking last, maybe last June. And I'll tell you why. I remember I did an interview with Kevin Crone, who is the Reno Aces' first baseman, back, I want to say it was last June, maybe May or June, I I forget. Anyway, so I I sat and I talked with Kevin after the game, and Kevin is, I wouldn't say a carbon copy of Goldie, but what I would say, look, he's a big guy, he's got a great glove, the guy's got the big stick, the guy's, he's a really good hitter, and just a, I wouldn't say he's a five-tool player, he's probably that mature 280 hitter in the league and in major league baseball but he's also a bopper too so he would still produce at the same level maybe that a paul goldschmidt would so you see goldie was already expendable in the first place he was made expendable by kevin crone so it didn't really matter what the arizona diamondbacks got for him because first of all they weren't going to resign him no, it wasn't going to be. We're not going to give this guy eighteen, twenty million dollars a year, whatever the hell it is, right? <clears throat> but what we do know, if we are in the Arizona system, that the Reno Aces had his replacement, and for a far less dollar, and let's face it, for a performance level that wasn't far off. So you can't really use the Goldie trade for the trade that that Boston may be looking for or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, it's I'm kind of at the, a, what they would an apple and an orange. Because Goldschmidt was the latest example of a superstar getting traded from one team to the next. That's the point I'm making. Is that okay. in terms of what they got in return, he would be an example. So do you think that Goldie is a fair comparison? I think that there's other trades that probably would be better comparisons. Is there any other or, you think of? Or better yet, well, hold on. Better yet, how about free agent signings? that teams could have signed, but they chose not to sign. Kind of like the Dodgers with Manny Machado, right? Just like with some of the other big guys. Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732. Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. 
guys that were sitting out. The Bryce Harper sat out there. And ironically, which, you know, I, I love this. And I love the fact that the Phillies didn't make the playoffs and the Nationals did make the playoffs. Now that deserves an astounding round of applause. <clears throat> so you you think about trades or no free agent signings. Those no free agent signings are just as big as trades, right? Because think yes, about when Manny Machado was out there and teams were thinking about, well, what are we going to, to do to get this guy? And so teams like the White Sox jumped into the into the, the, the mix. They weren't looking to sign him. What they were looking to do is make their competing teams go deep to the pocket and basically blow a bunch of money uh, towards their cap. You know what I'm saying? Put their competitors in harm's way financially, right? And so the team that was stupid enough to bite on him was the San Diego Padres, who are already loaded in the farm system. They didn't need a guy like Manny Machado. So to answer your question about, about, about the Boston Red Sox, what do they really want? You know what they want? They want out of a contract. They want out of a financial dilemma. They want to shut Because down. remember, the, the Red Sox are getting a little bit older. You know what I mean? Do you think that they want to spend $400 million? No. Who wants to spend $400 million? Got to tell you, buddy. Nobody. And I'll tell you uh, why. Philadelphia look Phillies at the, would disagree with you on that. Right. Okay, but look at the performance of the major contracts. Mike Trout did his usual thing, and Mike Trout is he's a, he's a really good player. I'm sorry, but he's not a super, supersonic player. He's not the guy that everybody says he is. He's not much better, I hate to say it, but he's not much better than Bryce Harper. And Bryce Harper is not much better than, I hate to say it, but Manny Machado. Those guys are kind of grouped into the same. They're stars, but they're not superstars. You know what I mean? So who would you classify as superstars? Would that be a Cody Bellinger, Francisco Lindor, some that type of player? Uh, I don't know. I mean, a superstar to me is somebody that leads on and off the field. And a guy that leads on and off the field would be Jose Altuve. Altuve leads on and off the field. Verlander leads on and off the field, right? Right. Those are the guys, to me, that are the bona fide superstars in Major League Baseball. And I would even argue that Kristen Yelich is in that same category. You could make that. So, could, that is a very fair point with Kristen Yelich. Right, right, right. So that, to me, is a superstar. Look, Mike Trout is a really, really good player. The problem is Mike Trout can't stay healthy. Every year he's injured. And now it's, it's not for a lack of trying. I mean, this guy, he works his ass off. But I think Mike Trout is that guy that says, I'm going to do whatever at all costs. But he lays himself out there like he's supposed to. And he does get injured here and there every year. But Mike Trout, if he was that $430 million guy, I'm sorry. You're hitting like Rod Carew. You're hitting 320. You're getting, maybe you're hitting like George Brett. You're getting yourself 25, 30 home runs. You're driving in 120 to 130 RBIs, right? You're stealing, you know, 30 plus bases. You're the bona fide, you know, 30, 30 or 40, 40 guy. We don't see that. Is, so my, I guess my question now is, Okay, with the Red Sox option, do they blow four hundred plus million to get a guy that is going to produce? I don't know, like the Machados and the 
the the bogarts and the 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 trouts or are we looking for super productivity i'll tell you what buddy if it's my team I'm looking for mad productivity. I want 145 runs driven in. I want 40 home runs. I want 40 stolen bases. I want at least you know 10 defensive assists through the year. I want stuff. And more importantly, I want the guy in front of me and the guy behind me to be hitting 300 plus. So what the, the the real deal behind this is, is I'm remarkably long-winded, but this is good stuff. As a former baseball player, I will tell you, as, as a pitcher, what drove me crazy is that if I hit the top of the lineup, I'm facing the top of the lineup, I got a 300 hitter that's stealing 40 or 50 bags in the first place, that makes me a little bit weary. My number two hole hitter is a high-contact hitter. Oh, and by the way, He's very speedy. Maybe he's a 280 hitter, 275, 280 hitter, but he's excellent at moving runners over. Now my next three to four hitters are all hitting 310, 315. Maybe one guy in there is hitting 320, right, with all those big numbers. You can't escape that. That's when you know you're going to get hit, and you're going to get hit often by that team. The Yankees have a little bit of that, but they play more station-to-station ball. See what I'm saying? I definitely see where you are saying with the mass productivity. The Boston Red Sox with Mookie Betts. If he can produce at an MVP level every single year, because the Red Sox do have a lot of talent on their roster still. It's not like majority of their World Series championship players just went went up and ran away after 12 months. They actually brought majority of them back, but that actually has been their biggest downfall is that they need mm-hmm. to shed so much salary to get down to $208 million with the luxury tax that they need to move somebody <laughs> with a big contract. Well, it was it was funny that you say that because they dumped $32 million on that on the Cubs <laughs> just a couple of months ago <laughs> with Kimbrell. Uh, that was the stupidest move all year. But nonetheless, I mean, look, the, the Red Sox, if they can put together three guys back-to-back-to-back that can hit – 300. And that's kind of like the magic formula in baseball. Look up and down your World Series champions and go all the way back at least a decade. Now, a lot of those teams had three to four 300 hitters. And if you put them back to back to back, look, not only are they going to move runners over, chances are they're going to put them in between. They're going to hit the gaps. They're going to hit them down the line, right? And so you're going to see the merry-go-round on a regular basis, and they're going to put up a lot of crooked numbers. And see, those are the teams, and go back to the Kansas City Royals from some years ago, not too many years ago, when they had Lorenzo Cain and all those guys. Look, those guys did what? They hit a lot of singles and doubles. They just doubled you to death. I mean, it's similar you know to the mean? Astros. I mean, the Astros' batting order is one of the most skilled or the most from top to bottom it's impressive because you have well they're also playing they're playing in a park that's remarkably hitter friendly yeah hitters ballpark minute made park yes they are right right and that's where that's where rallies are made in minutes that's why it's called minute made and isn't fenway park also a hitters park as well sure it is so you know they have mookie betts xander bogarts has improved I can't believe really Bogarts. Of, uh... I, I got to tell you, Bogarts is the guy you got to keep. You got to keep Bogarts. 
I went out of my way to put him on my fantasy team, and I saw him slowly climb up, slowly climb up, and he gets himself to you know that 300 level. That's where he resides. But he is a dangerous guy with the stick and with the glove. He's your long-term value guy. So, look, maybe you do whatever you can to hold on to bets, but you've got to keep Bogarts. You don't have a choice. Right. Well, Does that if, make sense? If they have to get rid of Mookie Betts, if there is no other situation, for some reason they decide, you know what, we have no other option at this point. We have to get rid of this salary. That's been our goal. We have to ship him off somewhere. Who would be a team that has a good enough farm system, but at the same time, they have enough of a team around them that thinks they are one player away to acquire that's, that's a easy. Mookie Betts type of guy? That, that's easy. That's the Atlanta Braves. <clears throat> that gets them over the hump. The Atlanta Braves, yeah, they do have a very good farm system. Yeah, top ten. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, they they are they are they are bottom heavy in that farm system. Meaning, you know, in the, in the organization, so they got plenty in the tank in the farm system. I think the Braves are a really good candidate for a guy like him because they can afford him. Number one, and number two, they have a lot, a lot, a lot of good players down on the farm. Now, remember, you add bets to that team that's already pretty dangerous. Well, now you got yourself championship caliber team. Well, I'm going to stay in the NL East. The Atlanta Braves are, is a very good example. There is a team, however, has one of the best starting rotations <laughs> in this upcoming year. They have a lot of young players on their roster, which could be flipped, and their farm system <laughs> actually has a lot of top prospects in it. I'm going with the New York Mets. I knew you were going with the Mets, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the Mets. The problem that lies with him going to the Mets is that he's going to the number one market in the second team, the redheaded stepchild of the city of New York. He's not going there. There's no way he's going there. You know why? There are too many big names over in the Bronx, and he'll say, damn, I really want to be with those guys. You see what I'm saying? Because those guys... If those guys are going to win, and they're going to win often, and I want to be with a team that wins often, even though it's kind of like the Johnny Damon thing, right? And so, you know, Johnny Damon switches clubs, right? He switches colors. The point is, players don't give a damn about anything but what? Money. Money and winning. You could pay them a bunch of money. See, Manny Machado sold out and said, I want all the money I can get. Well, he's a, well, he's right? a, um, well, he's a selfish type of guy. He's a, he's a me guy. Well, guess what? There's a lot of these guys are me guys. Most of these guys are me guys because the money's too big. And the problem is players lost their desire to play the game for their favorite teams and for, for the love of the game, and they chose money over the love of the game. And so the game has really lacked character, integrity, and personality. I mean, look, the integrity and accountability goes all the way back to Rob Manfred. I mean, Rocco, come on. What are we talking about here? We're talking about the fixing of Major League Baseball. <laughs> Rob Manfred, I mean, he has caused way more issues than he has caused solutions in MLB. I mean, he's been a problem. Well, he certainly, I, I would agree. Give yourself a round of applause. I would certainly agree. Well, I'm in the chat right now, and 
Vegas Karen said that Boston sent Roof to the Yankees. How did that work out for Boston? I don't really think that the Babe Ruth example would really apply here. No, that doesn't apply. That doesn't apply. That, that, that doesn't apply. It's a different world, different era. Players gave a damn about baseball back then because I mean, remember these are the same times and I heard what's his face uh, the old guy that calls your show I heard the old guy talking about this the other day and he was talking about uh, baseball when, when families would you know dress up the, you know, people would dress up they'd go to the games it was a night out on the town yeah, and all that other stuff suit and it would be a family yeah affair. man that yeah. was that was real stuff that was you know baseball apple pie and I'll say Ford Model T. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah, you know, the, then, the, the you Chevrolet. Back then, if you a game, your family would sit around the radio, the radio and listen yes. to the game. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I remember as a kid, I would do that too. And I remember this uh, growing up in Chicago, listening to the Chicago White Sox on the road, playing the California Angels or playing the Oakland A's. And I remember listening with my little transistor radio. I'm laying down. I'm supposed to be sleeping. The game doesn't go off till 9.30 at night. And I'm listening to the transistor radio to the game, the way it was called. And I tell you, that was a very special time. I get you know this hair raising right now even thinking about it. But those were times of value to the American public. Now the value is what? We want to see home runs, but people are now, they're actually getting tired of home runs. They're not tired of them. But I say people are saying, oh, oh, three more home runs. Okay, no big deal. I mean, I the remember going to games. Twins hit 300-plus home runs this year, and they barely hit any home runs in the playoff series. Well, going to games as a kid, you'd rarely see home runs. You just wouldn't see them because the, you know, there wasn't a juice baseball. And pitching was good, and the starting, this is another discussion, but pitching was good, and the starters were left in to hopefully go all the way through nine innings. It's a very different game. No, man, I mean, 30, 40, 50 years ago, it's a very different game. You know, I got a couple years on you, I imagine, but my point is, baseball today is about what? Money. That's it. Money, 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 advertising, and money. Whenever you say that, I hear Tom Cruise in my head from that movie. Show me oh, the show money. Show me the money. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, right. But, but for the that's, record, that's what it is. Is really enter any baseball player who's actually worth four hundred million dollars? That's sorry, just nobody, nobody. It's ridiculous. Nobody is worth that kind of money. I'm sorry. Nobody. No, nobody is. If, Rocco, let me ask you this. If we get these contracts in, all right, so now you got guys like Trout making the money, Betts is going to make you know, crazy money on his contract, and it's just going to keep spiraling up. Are we getting to a point now where players are going to demand a piece of the franchise to make their payroll? So that's the only way they can actually pay them. So if it's a half a billion dollars, fine, give me a, give me a certain percentage of ownership of the team and a certain amount of money, we'll call it a day. I, if I was if I was playing in today's time, that's what I would ask for. It, I mean, that's where it's a, going. Um, this is an off-brand example, but similar with the NFL, John Gruden got a $100 million contract, but he also got a stake in ownership as well. Exactly, exactly. That, that, that is exactly what I'm talking about. That's a great example. So that's the kind of thing we're headed towards in baseball because these franchises are being sold for, I don't know, a couple billion dollars, whatever. Well, when you start to write contracts for a half a billion dollars, well, guess what? Now you've just given away you know, possibly up to 
you know, 10, 20, 30% of the value of the franchise itself. People are going to mention that baseball's revenue has keeps on going up year after year, and especially with the teams as well. Not just the owners, but the actual team in terms of how much their value is worth keeps going up. Majority of MLB teams now are in the billions, which is just insane in my own mind, in, in my own right. However, but the more money that is going into these teams and the more revenue is being generated, mainly because of the TV rights and the huge media contracts they have with every local sports contract that they have, this bubble is going to keep going. And, I, and, I, and the point I'm going to get to here is that eventually when the bubble pops and the money becomes so much that they realistically can't do it, two things are going to happen. Either a strike is going to occur, which hasn't happened in nearly around 20 A strike? Years. What would be the grounds of a strike? What would be the basis of the strike? Basis of the strike is that the players would a want... A strike to- by the owners? Hmm? A strike by the owners? No, a strike by the players because they want more money than the owners would act with. <laughs> okay. All right, which is lunacy to imagine, but go ahead. Okay. Well, either a strike would happen or, because the bubble would pop, your point is that they could start giving players, these superstar star players, a stake in ownership as a way of paying them. So in their contract, they would get X amount of million, but then they would also have a percentage of a stake in ownership. Okay, so let me, let me dial it down a different direction. Okay, if it spirals out of control, as you just mentioned... The only alternative is to have a new baseball league Hmm. where people could afford to go to the games. People could afford to see things on their terms. They can afford to see events on their terms. Players will play for realistic money, whatever the hell that means. I don't know. But what you'll see are very good quality players, not maybe the – the alleged big names that are playing today, you might even see some crossover, just like you will in the XFL when the XFL starts playing after the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be that kind of thing. That's the only solution. When money starts to spiral out of control, you can't control it unless a couple things happen. Number one, the league folds up, which it, it won't. Number two, if the advertisers stop pouring money into the contracts. Now, how does that happen? TV ratings, TV revenues, okay? So this is part of the reason you'll see sports betting and the league takes its cut of the sports betting because some of the contracts are going to go away. We know that, some of the players' contracts. But what you're also going to see is as the big beverage companies or food companies, whatever, when they start to migrate to other alternatives that are not as costly, that have a similar rate of return, well, guess what? They stop pouring the money into Major League Baseball. They go into the other items, the other sports, the other leagues, whatever that is. Wait and see what the XFL does to the NFL. The XFL is going to take a huge bite of revenues away from the National Football League. Why? Because it's a cheaper alternative, and the product likely will be just as good. It'll be a cheaper alternative, but there also will be actual competition. It's not just going to be one football league, and that's it. Well, you know why there's going to be competition in that league? Because guys are playing for contracts. 
They're playing. These guys are hustling. They're working hard. That's the difference between the XFL and the NFL. These guys are going to be breaking their box, uh, bottoms just to do what? Just to play a game that they dig in the first place. You know what I mean? I totally get what you mean because contracts aren't guaranteed. They are going to work their ass off to get exactly what the contract there or eventually the money they will get in the future as what they're hoping for. Right. Right. I mean, these guys are really going to be working hard, and there's the difference. So in baseball right now, the average player or the middle league minimum is sort of half a million dollars, whatever. And so as soon as the player gets called up, even if he gets called up for three hours and the contract is purchased by the big club, guess what? They got big league money through the rest of the season. Now, the big league team could option them back down to AAA, but the big league uh, team has to carry that contract. They have to pay that contract. So big deal. If they get called up, that's half the battle right there. You're a big leaguer. Even if you didn't even swing the damn bat, if your contract was purchased, guess what? You get the league minimum. Make sense? It does make sense. I'm also reading the chat here on twitch.tv, amp underscore TV. And <laughs> they said Rocco AAA baseball is the alternative league. Uh, no. no. Wrong. No. Wrong. They've already tried that one. You know why we know that? Whoever said that, tell them they're on crack. The reason that they've already tried that and it failed is because we already know that they've used the big league ball and already skewed the statistics in the first place. Right. AAA and MLB has the current Rawlings baseball, which is juiced to absolute no end, whereas AA, single-A advanced, uh, low-A, rookie, they've all been using the older ball, the not the current Rawlings ball. The new league is Little League. (laughs) (laughs) That is it. It's all about Little League baseball at this point. I mean, you want to watch a pure game, and outside of the parents screaming like mad, whatever, whatever, I guess if I had kids, I'd be doing the same damn thing. But that is the only seemingly clean form of baseball without prima donnas in it as much. Whether you're playing in Legion ball or high school ball, buddy, let me tell you, man, at every level, what do you have? You have a bunch of prima donnas, and you have a game. Yeah, it's not fun once you get to high school. And I know that one. Everything before high school is fun. High school baseball and beyond, man, it's just not fun. You're there to do a job. It becomes a job. Now, high school players today, they probably get paid a little bit of money, whatever. I don't know. I mean, they probably get... Recruiting money here and there, I don't know. It's all the same garbage, seemingly, in all the sports, right? right. But remember, the game is, is less and less pure the higher you go up. Right, and there's also more uh, political discussion. There's also more politics. It's remarkably they- political. Yeah. Even in high school, I remember I, our state team, or our team won, the, uh, it, it won the state title when I was a freshman. And it's so damn political. It's unbelievable. I'm 14 years old, and I'm learning about this crap, saying, and why am I playing this game? Oh, that's right, because I throw hard. But remember, it wasn't fun. I mean, to a degree, there are fun things, and probably the most fun I had was playing baseball in Mexico. That was a lot of fun. Lots of fun. But I will tell you that playing baseball at higher levels here in the U.S., it's not as fun, and it certainly isn't as glamorous as people think. 
No, it's lunch pail time. All right, example, like for some people, they might not know this. Minor league baseball players, their contracts aren't these millions of dollars that the majority of the <laughs> Hell no. In Hell fact, no. most people actually don't know that a lot of the guys who are in rookie, single A, double A, some even triple A, when the season's over, they have, they have to go do a real job because they don't have enough money from baseball to actually do this for a living. But that's how it was back in the day, though. That's how it was back in the day where yes, it was. you know we were talking about the old guys playing you know, back in the day. They had jobs in the offseason, whether they were insurance salesmen or they worked in factories or whatever they did. They had regular jobs. Right. Most and, people don't realize that. Right. Most people don't understand that. All they see is these big contracts from all these MLB players, and they get money signs in their eyes, and they go, man, if those MLB players are getting $400 million, man, those minor league baseball players, they must be getting paid handsomely. No, they're not. Right. Well, it was the same thing in, in the National Football League, too. A lot of my buddies are those guys that made the game great. Way back in the day, even before the merger, right before the Super Bowl was actually played. And so those guys, all the way up to 1992, the pre-93 collective bargaining guys, those were the ones that actually had to work. A lot of them did anyway. They had to work a regular job, but they played because they dug the game. It was such a different game. I I remember... physical. And this is going to be an odd comparison. I remember there was a MLB player who once said that I remember seeing a huge contract when I was like a little kid, and I immediately knew that I was going to go play baseball. And he didn't really care. He really didn't have that big of a passion for the game. All he knew was that oh, you get paid a lot of money. So he's that's what he that's the reason why he started playing. Which, I mean, makes sense. I mean, obviously everybody wants to make money in this world, but for a MLB player, I don't remember who it was exactly on top of my head, but them saying that was the reason why they picked up a glove to begin with was because they were in their living room and they saw this huge contract on the four-letter network. I'm not going to use their name. I mean, right. that, I mean that kind of just shows, I mean, what we're talking about here. Well, you may remember we went to an event. It was for the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame induction yes, ceremony a couple of months ago. And there was one fighter in particular. And what did he say? The, the quote of the night. Somebody said, why did you get into boxing? How did you start boxing? And he said, I just want to make a million dollars. Yeah, I do remember that, him saying that. He you remember that. Was very, he was very clear about that. Very clear. And there, there was the same parallel to what you just said. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Now, we have a couple of minutes left here in the show. Now, Sal, I'm going to let you, uh, if there's any other thoughts that you have as we're about to end the show, you most definitely can. Uh. Well, look, I, I will say that from a professional sports standpoint, look, I had, I had my taste of playing sports at the highest level, and I will say that it was, it was good. It was, it was physical, even whether it was baseball or not. It was very physical. But that's just the, the choice that you make to play a game. But remember, all sports right now in this time and era, it is all about money. That's it. And so even if you're thinking about going to the game and having a good time, whatever, 
you're going to look at those players and say, look, they know it's at work. It's a job. They're going to do a job. And you could see who has fun and who doesn't. Take a look, folks. Next time you go to a football, baseball, basketball game, I won't say hockey. It's a different breed. You go to those other games and ask yourself, how many of those guys look like they're having fun? That's the thought I want to leave you with. All right. Well, thanks, Al. You got it. That was Sal from the Sports Circus. This is the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly, at Rocco Kelly Radio. You can follow the show, the Sports Angle, at the Sports Angle Radio. We are here Monday through Friday, weekdays at 10 p.m. And I will see you next time. Rent it, buy it, refi it. Friday nights at 6 on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas. Online at KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Robin Walensky. The very latest this hour on the impeachment inquiry. Democrats issuing subpoenas for documents to the Office of Management and Budget and to the Pentagon. President Trump reacts. We won on the Mueller scam. That was a whole big deal that lasted for two and a half years. We had a few days of peace, and then all of a sudden they came up with this one. But I guess it's just part of my life. At the White House, President Trump calls the proceedings a scam. This is a scam by the Democrats to try and win an election that they're not going to win in 2020. And the president says he's confident the American people and those who voted for him back in 2016 see right through this charade. The people understand it's a scam. They're trying to win an election in 2020 by using impeachment. If you look at that call, it's a perfect call. It's congenial. There was no pressure. (sighs) The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 